On this episode of the AIE Podcast, we honor Ralph with our very special guests, Maui, Lanktheris, and Stig. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond, this is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 270 of the podcast celebrating the Aaliyah Ioctast gaming community. The Die Has Been Podcast. This is Tetsemi, and to my left is Makala. Hey guys, there's a copious amount of alcohol in the guild kitchen. And to my right is Mucow. Greetings, guildies. This week we are joined by a trio of very special guests, Lanktheris. Randy, a.k.a. Maui, and Stig. Tonight, we have the honor and pleasure to talk about someone who is and was an integral part of the AIE community, and that would be Ralph. Uh, We are going to talk all things Ralph in just a moment, but we just want to cover briefly this week's news. AIE News. All right. So first of all, AIE has set up a GoFundMe to raise money to cover to cover his casket with flowers and a note to his family on behalf of the guild. Should we raise more than we can spend on that, we hope to commission a permanent marker, just a gravestone or plaque that briefly tells the world forever how much Ralph meant to AIE. Hey, Chad, what's that total up to? I know you looked at it a few minutes ago. It's pretty impressive already, guys. I think it was at 644 when last I looked. Yeah, of... Starting starting fund of eight hundred, so pretty good, guys. Six eighty nine. All right, big ones. Wonderful. And the the uh, GoFundMe is going to be at GoFundMe.com slash Ralph R A L F F. It'll also be linked in Twitter and on the um, main page of the guild. So if anyone needs the link, it will be there. And in WoW, uh, the AIE WoW Guild and its larger community joined together in-game at the Shrine of the Fallen Warrior to pay tribute to Ralph and the many contributions he made to the guild both inside and out of game. We were even joined by some of our friends over in CTR, and a number of guildies rejoined to honor our friend. And special thanks to Prime for streaming and recording the event. A link to the recording is in the show notes. And in EVE, they are working on a station naming for Ralph in Memorial and a ceremonial Rome. Uh, likely next weekend, keep your eyes and ears in calm. And in Sotor, they held a, a moment of silence on Tuesday in the Duran Mountains on Alderaan in game for the passing of our friend. In uh, Guild Wars 2, um, the Guild and Guild Wars had a moment of silence at uh, Lion's Arch Memorial. Uh, just a reminder, uh, they are still looking for level 80s with uh, decent gear, um, with a gliding in the Heart of Thorns to unlock the Memorial Guild Hall. Um, if you're interested, ping Jedi in the Discord channel. Uh, don't forget to use those level boosts to catch up. And in Final Fantasy XIV, the AIE Guild held a memorial walk uh, in conjunction with the AIE WoW Guild to honor Ralph, and it was held at the same time. All right, and in Star Trek Online, the Guild held a space vigil at the Spock Memorial on Vulcan. All right. And with that, let's get back to Stig, Lank, and Randy and talk about Ralph and his impact and influence on AIE. And just from what we heard during the various ceremonies in the games we're on, his impact uh, was felt all throughout all the games and uh, is still being felt going forward. So welcome, folks. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Yeah. As well as can be, I think. Exactly. Exactly. I I think today, um, you know, with the memorial that we had in game, I think it was a good step to like, we're still all very sad, but kind of remembering the good parts about our friend and everything he did for us. And there's some really amazing stories. There were. Um, I I actually want to take a step all the way back to uh, before Ralph, because I'm, I'm really impressed right now. I, it occurred to me that uh, when we started this guild, we had no idea that it was going to be anything. Uh, we we certainly had no idea that we were going to have to manage it. And uh, along the way, in the first couple of years, 
as we built out a, a management structure and a management team. And we just found people who came along and seemed like they were right and good for the job uh, pretty much uh, beyond, uh, you know, Scott and Veronica and myself, the first two people that we found to, uh, you know, to make this community great were Lanthorus and Stig here, uh, Moises and Mark. And they, uh, just seeing them here with me is just, it just makes my heart sing. Cause it's just, it's been a, a decade now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, 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 and we're just, all still talking to each other. This is I, right. <laughs> yeah. With affection. Cause, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let some of the uh, you who are listening and kind of peek in behind the, the curtain of what goes on to sausage making. So if you can imagine an organization that is run by type A nerds and yeah. everyone is right. Yeah. Well, to, to, to be fair, it is, it is a, we are a pretty diverse group. We do have nerds and geeks. Exactly. <gasps> right. But when it, when it came down to kind of, clashes of vision and this is not necessarily like a, like a, a criticism on the fact that you know i'm right you're wrong or just like when you have so these type a kind of concepts or ideas where you're trying to smash together to kind of synthesize the most effective on, online organization that unlike most organizations that are actually located in an actual like low like geographical spot but we're kind of smeared across like five different time zones <laughs> You we were, incorporate the same area, the yes. same place, maybe once or twice a year, and that's only a small portion yeah. of us. Exactly. You, the Urban control. Ring has no, I mean, their tax law is very simple, so it makes it easy. <laughs> yeah, true, but, true. We have to incorporate in Delaware. But when you when you have such like differences of opinion and like you know different ideas of their various vision, it has become incredibly important that you have those individuals who can take a step back, look at the bigger picture and very, you know, diplomatically, lovingly kick you on the side of the head and say, Hey, <laughs> yeah. WTF. <laughs> but, uh, but at the, you know, when you're first getting to know someone and you're realizing, Oh, this is going to be someone who can, can really, drive this community someone who can support it so much uh it's it's rare and it's something that you you can't really uh qualify like you just kind of know that you found that person and uh we found many of them over the years but i don't think we ever found anyone quite like ralph there's just uh, there's just never been a, a moment in my experience with these guys when any of us felt like oh this is the perfect person to make an officer, to make a council officer in this guild quite like Ralph was when he came along. Yeah. And I don't think, I mean, really, I don't think anybody who, who knew Ralph at the time that um, he was suggested to, to be an officer um, by Veronica, anybody who knew him had no doubt. It's like, yeah, he's, he's a, he's a shoo -in. Um, I, you know, there were a couple of people that didn't know him yet that, that had a few doubts, but once somebody got to know him, he was, you know, he was pretty obvious, uh, obviously a good choice. And what's interesting is when we really did talk about actually um, uh, doing like it, a little bit of incorporation to, you know, to fund some of the guild hall stuff. And so that we didn't have people donating money directly to a person, they were donating it to, Someplace where, you know, you know, this was going to AIE and that it was going for what we said it was. We ran into some problems with that. With that. But really, the obvious choice to, to head that up was Ralph. He, you know, he was somebody that everybody trusted. And it, I mean, it, it really, nobody said it explicitly, but everybody sort of assumed it. <laughs> yeah. But, right. right. And, and yeah, you you could be in each other's throats, but you can always you always knew that you can go and ask Ralph, and Ralph would act like that moderator mediator, and say, "Hey, so I got this idea." And trust, you know, trust is a collection of like circumstances, and I've never known someone who was more consistent than Ralph, someone who generated trust just by constantly being there, by always showing up, always being on time and available to anyone for anything like that. It's just, 
it's a it's a remarkable story. Our our story of our last nine ish years since Ralph came along. He, uh, he, you know, I called him our ambassador, and he was. Uh, but he was also a, a kind of glue. Uh, I would, you know, I would call uh, people like Stig and people like uh, uh, you, Cam, and, and Heather, uh, glue that hold the guild together. Guild together, and uh, Ralph was just—he was the original glue. He was such a huge, you know, talking during the memorial. Everybody had all these stories about him and how he. They hel- he helped without without expecting anything, without being asked, just was there as help. And it very much felt like he's such a huge part of our soul and the ideals that AIE stands by. You know, we, we game, we game together, we pull together, we're family. And very much hearing these stories, I'm realizing a lot of that comes from Ralph and his personality. Yeah, and, and much of that could be uh, attributed to just like Roger. Ralph uh, is just tendency to just engage with people. Um, you know, he was one of the rare people that, you know, very soft-spoken, um, you know, but very, very conscientious and always kind of like had a way of kind of being able to take the temperature of the room, jump in and say, Hey, how you doing? How can I fix this? Or how can I talk about it? Or it's like, Oh, you guys are brand new. Oh, you, you guys are shy. Okay. You know, I was shy at one time. So he always had a way to kind of, you know, make whatever situational relatable to what was going on and to his life and kind of using that kind of a teaching tool towards other people and basically, you know, signaling to people, it was okay to be odd and weird and goofy and nerdy and geeky because if you look around the room, uh, no one can really cast stones here because we're all kind of unique little snowflakes, you know, so, you know, have at it. Yeah. And the other thing with, uh, you know, uh, communication was a big part of it. Um, if you ever, if there was any conflict and we've had, you know, we, even though we've avoided a lot of major drama in the guild, we've had our moments. We've had, you know, these mini crises, crises that pop up. Um, and he was always at the, at the forefront to, to try and resolve stuff. And he was like, one of his big focuses was um, to get on the vent or mumble or, or into Discord now, if there was any kind of um, misunderstanding, if he felt that the text wasn't doing it, that he couldn't get get into, he he wanted to he wanted to get right into vent and make sure that he had everybody there to talk it out because he felt that was the best way to to get stuff done is make sure that everybody understood what each other was saying before things got any worse and that he, he fixed a lot of problems that way. it actually also extended outside of the various yep. voice communications i i can tell you the number of times where i would get a phone call it's like marilyn who's oh that's ralph so i answer the phone and he had some question or something that he wanted to run by me or say hey oops i screwed up uh, <laughs> we should probably fix this so he had no qualms in being able to just reach out uh you know sometimes unilaterally if necessary and just get people to just talk and you know, discuss things, uh, discuss things out. I, th- I think it's a good testament and the fact that our guild has stood so long where a lot of, I think a lot of other guilds we've had to deal with in the past would have likely fallen apart. I think it's a good big part of him and that ability to talk things out that kind of helps keep us together. Like Randy said, he's, you know, the glue of our, of our, you know, our guild and our family. It's, it's still amazing to me that he's gone that like, like I don't remember a time when he went on vacation from this community, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody takes vacation, but mm-hmm. some people they go on vacation, but you still see them, you know, on Twitter mm-hmm. and in discord and whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember him even doing uh, like even saying, uh, I'm not going to be on as much for the next week or whatever. Like, this is this was a constant presence, and well, I, vacation like, for him meant that he was going to stop playing WoW and start playing Diablo for a while, <laughs> or, or Guild Wars Two, or, or, yeah. or whatever. I, I or could never going get to him. a con with real life guildies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, you know, you know, uh, I I I am, I am very envious of those individuals who got to meet him at at Dragon Con. Uh, I got a chance to meet him at uh, Nortecular 2011 mm-hmm. when we had the officer. 
meeting and surprise. Well, the, we had well, a lot of the officers that had went in and rented a, a, a house. So we were staying all there and here oh, comes, yeah. so here comes this rather, you know, big man, bigger than life. Cause hi, hi, I'm Ralph. I'm like, we all kind of stopped and looked around going, Ralph, you're, you're Ralph. It's like, well, yeah, you, you didn't tell us we were coming. I'm like, <laughs> um, surprise. <laughs> so, uh, so that what all that meant was immediately that he was crashing with us. <laughs> <laughs> he, we were sitting around drinking, telling stories. Uh, there is much, you know, to this very day, uh, you know, that's when I, I when just talking to him, discovered how much of a, of a foodie he was. So we used to sit around and talk shop all the time about various cuisines and restaurants and foods and things that would peeve us off, which ended up being like a, a running commentary about between him and I about the best places to go see. And, and when I was visiting Maryland and I actually had a chance to meet up with him and have uh, dinner, I, I got to kind of rant and rave about the lack of quality of Mexican food in the Maryland slash Virginia area. Right. <laughs> And, and, you know, and we would go into the, you know, just small little quirkinesses that, that, you know, that come along with that kind of thing. And it was just, it was special. It was, it was odd. It was weird. It was, it was two video game nerds talking about food, being food nerds. Right. And and that was sure. I mean amazing. Well, and I think, you know, it, not just food, but I, I think there was a lot of things that Ralph brought an enthusiasm to that, um, he approached that, you know, I, I don't remember um, a lot of other people doing like he could. Um, he loved board games and loved card games. And we would sit down at Nerdtacular and um, he's like, OK, what's a new game? And we'd go find a game and, and um, you know, spend a couple hours trying learning the game. And invariably, he'd end up winning or coming in real close to, right. you know, to winning, even though it was a game he hadn't picked up before. Um you know, he did the same thing. My daughter was interested in. Um... Yeah, the second we walked into our first Nertacular, it was one that we had at Noah's. And we had gone over to the hotel um, where half the guild was staying. And yeah, we had taken over that big game room. And it was Ralph, um, I want to say uh, Dunaway, Nicole, um, Ryan Johnson, some other people were sitting there. They're just starting a, a, a munchkin game and ryan sat our daughter ryan sat down and he's like hey you want to play she's like sure and so that you know he starts teaching teaching us to play and phone with the app on it yeah you can get an app for this here here's how i'm gonna cheat i'm gonna get a i'm gonna get a bonus and rye just turns to him and pouts now at the time rye was an adorable little nine-year-old and ralph just looks her in the eyes oh no honey that's not gonna work on me <laughs> and I just it was so hilarious. Like, and I don't think anyone ever told her that her pout isn't going to work. And he, he sat there and explained the game very patiently by letting this nine-year-old girl also know that she wasn't going to be able to cheat, <laughs> even though he could cheat because he had the app that let him cheat. He was, I, he was, was uh, surprisingly encyclopedic um, yeah. for a guy who who downplayed his own masteries. He. He could rifle off just anything, anytime. Like it was really amazing. I, I was earlier. I was calling him a polymath, but a, a humble polymath. And uh, yeah, uh, you just re you reminded me of the last Nerdtacular uh, there at Snowbird. I guess a year and a half ago, um, I I was observing uh, Bronco teaching people how to play this pretty complicated uh, dungeon crawler board game called Zombie Side, and um, I just watched this game get going and I tried to absorb all of the different pieces and moving parts and so forth. And I, I uh, after they really were playing for a ways, I went to uh, do something else and I came across Ralph and, and he said, what are you doing? And I said, I was just watching a, a game of zombie side and he started telling me about the game. And it was just like one of those things where of course Ralph knows that game. I, I didn't before five minutes ago, but of course he does. Of course he knows everything about it and he's played it enough to know exactly how to play it and win it. And it's just like, you didn't even think twice about that sort of thing with him. There's a, there's a term that's gotten out of favor and it's very, very dated. And they always say, you know, an individual is a Renaissance man, woman, yeah. whatever. and uh, I can, I can, and I don't know if you guys disagree, but 
R- Ralph was a renaissance man. And not just games, but in a bunch of areas. But Food they, they, and drink and books and movies. Here's, here's my question about that, though, because the, the idea of the Renaissance man is, you know, everything about one thing and one thing about everything. Hmm. What was the one thing? <laughs> because it's like he knew so much about everything. So, so we had I had conversations with him about computer science, philosophy. Uh, we were discussing educational theory one time. Uh, politics, he was well versed in. Oh my God, you know he he can he can just like talk about the latest. Like uh, I remember when like and again not to get too political, but when, when the ACA was first announced and there was a small dis- disagreement event years ago, he actually sat there and broke it down piece by piece on what the ACA was and how it would affect or not affect certain people. And I sat there and like on wonders like. How do you have time to research this? Did he sleep? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> with all the he things you know, he worked full I've, time, he did so much for the I've, guild. Yeah, and that's he, the, I, I've wondered myself because you know when we found out that he had passed away, uh, it was you, you know the what you do is you go looking for information. Just you're just grasping for some more mm-hmm. detail that maybe it's already online. Maybe there's already a death notice or something. You mean last and, Sunday? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, when, when I found out, I, the, I turned to uh, second aid and he got me in touch with a coworker of Ralph's. And it was weird. I was thinking, I know he, I knew he had a job, but I never really thought about it. It never, right? it never really like clicked for me that Ralph had a day job because he seemed so ever present. Well, and, Finding out what his day job was, I still couldn't quite believe it. You know, like I, I, I talked to this guy, I got to know a, a bit more about the company, and R- Ralph had a cubicle. And just, I don't know. I couldn't really. I, I still can't. I don't know. I, I, I may never believe fully that he had a job other than. I want to know what the walls of his cube looked like. Right. <laughs> well, I well to add to all this because you know, like you no, know, you know, he knew all this stuff. His gaming. Everybody's like, where did he find time? You know, this is a little known fact because we were once discussing education. And did you know, guys, that he was a uh, he actually taught at university level? He used to work at, teach at the University of Maryland. No, no but that makes perfect that. sense. With so, as yes. good and as the, he was with explaining and the way and, and the way I found out is that I was actually taking a couple of online classes via the University of Maryland University College system. And he came up to me. He actually had seen it on my LinkedIn account. He goes, oh, so, so what do you think about that place? Well, you know, I'm taking some classes. I needed for like some additional, like in order. It was back when I was working in my on my undergrad. And he goes, well, let me know because I, I I teach there sometimes as an adjunct professor. And I'm like, oh my gosh, where do you have time for all this? Yeah. Uh, and then wow. proceeded to give me an explanation of the university, how it was structured, and what he kind of did there. Yeah. Well, because Anything. one of the things with, with Ralph is that no matter when you talk to him, inevitably you are going to come away from that conversation thinking, oh, okay, I got to check that book out. Or, oh, that game sounds kind of interesting. Or maybe I should go talk to that person. They seem kind of cool. Like, he, he always had something to offer, always had some kind of shiny to pull out. Like, look what I found. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to miss that. Um, you know, like I said uh, earlier tonight, you know, I logged into to WoW for the first time. I, I hadn't logged in since um, like New Year's Day, um, and I've got LVUI running, so it caches all the all the old conversation. I log in, the first thing I see is this, this conversation that I had with Ralph. You know, just like, oh, what are you doing? No, this is what I'm doing. It was. It was interesting. And of course, you know, it's Ralph. So in the conversation, he suggested I get handy notes and here's some things I could check out if I was getting back into the game. And yeah, typical Ralph. If, the if beautiful, could, helpful nature. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Like, I, I kind of want to ask everybody who knows him to to establish one one perfect memory of Ralph. Like what one thing, if you can only have this one thing to remember him by, what would it be? And for me, it would absolutely be that every time I ever saw someone who was new to something, who needed help, who needed to get a group together and go do something somewhere in a game, Ralph was a part of it every time. And I'll bet you, if you could just run around to the entire community and ask every person one by one, 
did you ever were you ever new did you ever have a thing where you needed something and someone in the guild helped you i'll bet you'd get the name ralph every time like and if i bet you if you didn't get the name ralph the person that helped him was somebody that ralph had helped and encouraged that person even subconsciously yeah. to be open and friendly and be aie and you know how we treat people yes to get us on topic <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um, well, actually, you mentioned so, Stig. You you were talking earlier. Um, I don't really think the the GERP process in its current form would have got off the ground without oh, a lot it, of Ralph. Yeah, it wouldn't exist. Um, to tell you the truth, and of course, yeah. GERP. GERP. Ralph was the he was the he was the master of acronyms. GERP was his acronym. He he came up with that. Um, Umami. Was was the acronym that he chose for it, which I still think was beautiful. Um, <laughs> and uh, but but the GERP process. So I had some ideas about what we wanted to do, and you and know, it's worth and, pointing out we had a huge debate, and yeah. a lot of people were siding on we just won't ever expand this community. Yeah. There was there were a lot of people who were against ever expanding. Yeah, they they like, wanted to keep it fixed at a certain size. That's it. Yeah. No more can get in. We wouldn't let anyone else until there was like either atrophy. And we, he of, being one of them said that comes off as elitist. Well, and, and also uh, I'm sure Ralph, his real determination was have fun guys. Like yeah. what, what could be more fun than looking at other games and bringing in new, new people to play them. Yeah, which is, I mean, he was, he was probably the strongest proponent of uh, nomads when when uh, started getting that off the ground i mean he basically i i think that he really introduced lotwick to to the rest of the officer corps mm -hmm. um when when he's because he had been talking with lotwick about doing the um doing the nomads and, and that was something that was right up ralph's alley you know you get to try out all these games um you know if you, if you don't like it hey you know you invest what a week two weeks or something like that and you move on to the next game um, and he really was kind of the incubator for that. And I think that about, you know, the fact that he, you know, he loved games, games in every form. So, yeah, that's, yeah. that's amazing that that kind of came out that way. Yeah. But and even encouraged all of us to play stuff. Yeah. But with the, you know, with the GERP process and a lot, there's a lot of stuff. Like if you, if you wonder, like, how did we arrive at this, at, um, the, the current way that we do stuff in AIE, like some of the, some of the process that we have um, a lot of talking went on over it, a lot of debate, a lot of discussion. When we first bring up ideas like the GERP process, how we're going to expand into new games, we're still constantly tweaking it, but everybody had different ideas. Nobody really agrees. There was a lot of miscommunication and stuff like that. And Ralph was really instrumental in making sure that everybody got to, everybody felt that they were able to express their opinion and that everybody was listening to their opinion and that we were thinking about it. And then we were just kind of distilling the ideas into what we ended up with. And even once we did that, he was, he had no problem going back and saying, okay, so we've been doing this for six months to a year. Are we doing the right thing? What do we need to change? Um, and GERP was a prime example of that. Um, when we, when we hit the the guild cap and cataclysm, um, that the just the the way things went, um, the the co guilds and how we got people to move from AIE Prime, which was mm. a big thing. People didn't want to leave that I guild. Was, yeah, they, they I, wrote, I mean, yeah, nobody wanted I, to. I was very resistant. Yeah, yeah, but he he really facilitated that, and he even wrote the add-on to one of the add-ons to help with inviting people um you know to to the different co-guilds and um it was it was interesting to see and really if it weren't for ralph that would not have gone nearly yeah. as smoothly yeah. as it did if it did if it worked at all if if there was ever a time where the guild was truly looking at an apocalypse the great guild sunderings would have been it but he just rolled up the sleeves like it says i believe it was the the the, the add-on required you to type in the they're running. Uh, I remember everyone had to Furt. type in Furt into a particular <laughs> channel, and he built the database. He built the app, and depending on, you know, when you jumped into AIELFO, all all you needed to have is an officer from that co guild 
online in a channel and they would type in fur and the add-on would automatically add oh, you yeah. the pre-described co-guild you were going to and it was you know randomized of course to make it make it fair brilliant but it's like i look at the something that could have totally broken us and just like you know caused yeah. people to just quit in just frustration and it's like it's like the 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 usual hey guys uh, i got this and he pushed us all out of the way and right. it just happened is the ability to look through, look for the problem, find the solution, the mm-hmm. a beautiful, seamless solution, even though I'm sure it took a, a, it was a piece of programming on the back end. Mm-hmm. But honestly, like, so I, I, you know, I was there the one the night, the night that we were testing it out. And I think I was among the first group that actually had to type in hashtag leave AIE, <laughs> which made my heart stop for a second and then did the first. And, oh, hey, that was painless. Mm-hmm gorgeous piece of programming and it's just a way to look through that look and find that solution is mm-hmm. a yeah. testament to him and even if even with stuff like that um you know i remember when i uh first played um uh dungeons and dragons um you know back in 83 when i started um uh, <laughs> uh I asked somebody, well, what's the difference between wisdom and intelligence? I don't understand this. <laughs> and somebody, and the, bless him, the, the guy who was, who was the, the DM at, at that point said, well, intelligence is your ability to use a sword. Wisdom is your ability to know when to use, use a sword. <laughs> um, and I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Ralph was the master of that. So I can think of, oh, a large number of, of discussions where somebody would bring up, oh, well, we've got this problem maybe with the way the co-guilds are structured or what we're doing or, or something like that, or, you know, the way the invites are going. And we'd start talking about um, a technological solution. And Ralph would back off and he'd say, look, we're all geeks. We want to do, we like technical solutions, but we really don't need a technical solution here. We're <laughs> looking for really. something a little, a little more of a human solution, something a little simpler. And in a lot of cases, he was completely right. We yeah. we were running off into the weeds, and he bringing us back in and said, "No, that's not that's not what we want to do." Yeah. Yeah, I had a, I had had a conversation with him uh, years back. And he's the one who solidified. Remember when, er, like every year uh, since Immemorium, uh, actually twice a year, uh, we usually get a, hey, why don't we start a, 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 a an alliance guild? Mm-hmm. And we're always, no, 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 no. But the, the problem is the way we're, we're, we're structured and the way that we, we've, we fill people in the, in the back ranks and the officership is that most of the officerships are kind of like born troubleshooters and, and problem solvers. So whether even though the answer is going to be no, we can't help but put in the legwork and put in the mental, uh, the mental capital to try to figure out a problem. And sometimes it will require that very, very wizened touch on your shoulder from Ralph and a couple of the officers saying, do we need to go there? And you'd sit there and you'd contemplate and you'd look at Roger and say, you're right. You know, it's like, you know, I, uh, he goes, I know that we want to problem solve and fix the issues and the problems that a lot of people have, but we have to sit back and take a very realistic view of how things are working. And do we want to go ahead and, and reinvent the wheel when a much simpler solution usually a social solution, is available. Mm-hmm. The ability to just tap us on the shoulder and say, whoa, Turbo, um, let's think about this before we start acting. And yeah. and that's one of the things that I really, really appreciate. And I can hear him saying that in my head right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, he, uh, someone who communicates as much as Ralph did leaves their voice in your head. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I've said several times uh, this last week that I've been going through all our channels, all of our, all the different places where we all communicate in officer forums and Slack and Mumble and Discord and so on and so on. And I've just been going through all these channels and everywhere I look, there's Ralph and there's mm-hmm. him having the last word on something or having most of the words on something, you know, a, a thread from some time ago that was very important to us at the time. 
and Ralph was the person who started it and the person who finished it. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, I'm, I mean, this, uh, I don't know what we're going to do. I really don't. We, it's uh, going to take a lot of discipline. I mean, I'm going to be honest. It's going to take a lot of discipline from us. Um, so, you know, are you just to show you like some of my failings uh, as, as an individual sometimes is that I, and I, it's been, uh, been a pointed out to me, not only by Ralph from Ralph, but also hoots is that when sometimes when I get heated and I write, I can I, I come off very demagoguerish. Uh, and 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 oh, a bit of a firebrand, like. and a bit yeah, and a bit of a firebrand, and you know, but I'm I'm lucky in that the, I had individuals like, or I had individuals like Ralph, and now Hoots, who can very gently tap me on the on the on the on the shoulder and say, "Hey, you may not want to word that," <laughs> or 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 have the wisdom to say. Yeah, we totally need to burn that bridge. So go at it, but my friend, go ahead and 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 do it. And and you know, it's one of the ways that I became reliant on Roger. Uh, not only in game game stuff, but like you know, I was sh- sharing earlier a story where I accidentally kind of uploaded to his OneDrive uh, a lot of the research that I was doing for my then 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 proto thesis. And he kind of, I got a text and the phone call goes, Hey, can I talk? I'm like, Oh, what do I do now? And, yeah. <laughs> and he calls me up and goes like, I, 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 you kind of, I think you did this by mistake. Cause you've done this a couple of times where you have uploaded all this information that you're probably working on your thesis on he goes. Yeah. Well, I just like letting you know. Oh, and by the way, I hope you don't mind. I kind of will start reading through all your <laughs> entries and all the articles and all the research. And it's, it's a very interesting premise you're looking at there. Uh, and it's like, and that touched off a two and a half hour long conversation on the phone on just how my, my research methodology, what I was looking at. And because of him and talking to him, I actually went there and I was able to pare down and actually make for, be, for a better, like, like pre-thesis report, if you want to, to call it that way. But uh, it, it goes to like, and as Randy was talking, th- there was, you know, there wasn't an a- area of my life in one form or another where his big fat torn thumb print wasn't on the freaking thing on it right then and there. And it's all thanks to Ralph. I think the fact that he played a torn's kind of perfect because that's very <laughs> much him, you know, calm and most of the time, and you know, very peaceful. Hey, let's look at this. And, kind of perfect yeah if if there is ever a tribute to ralph in world of warcraft it needs to be a torn warrior that's just it nothing else would suit steadfast and strong so here here's where you know not to plant the the idea in your in your ear randy because i know that we couldn't honestly do this but it but it'd be great if there could be like a ceremonial character and wow and it'd be a a giant torrent riding a riding a giant rooster. Right outside right outside the throne room. Yeah, and you know, he, he took on the name Ralph Windwalker, and I'm glad that he did because that's it's an okay name, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It it suits him and it fits his personality. Uh in fact, I I was amazed to find over the years, um, I truly believe the man went by Ralph a lot more in his life than he went by Roger. Like I, I can attest to that. <laughs> he, yeah. Having interacted with him in real life several times, his his nick he was Ralph. Yeah, either Ralph or, or Raj. Yeah. Every so often. But the 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 you know he had coworkers, he had a family back home in Missouri, I guess. I just I feel like we were his actual family. Yeah. Uh, he he always gave yeah. everyone in this community the feeling that they had him a hundred percent and you know, that's just amazing. And, and, and also, is, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, um, Randy, cause uh, this is just one of the like, like things that I kind of noticed is that it's amazing how much more we seem to have known him than even his family did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I suspect. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I suspect they don't know how special he was, or maybe that's just you know because we did know him so well as a as a group. Well, like I, no, I, I get it. One one thing, there's a you know, if if I die tomorrow, 
uh, you're going to have to explain a lot of, of this to my mom, right? Like, so you're, you're going to know a huge part of me and you're going to know me better than she does, but that's because she hasn't been listening to me on podcasts. She hasn't been in this community and so forth. I, I totally get that. Mm-hmm. I yeah. just also, I, I also have a relationship with my mom and she, you know, mm-hmm. she and I uh, talk and we do things together and so on. And, and we know nothing about that relationship. So it's, <laughs> right. you know, right. Everybody but, partitions. Right. Right. Yeah. But, lives to but Ralph degree. had a way of giving you the feeling that he, this was everything to him. Like mm-hmm. that, that, that this community yeah. was his entire world. And that's, that's cool. And, and the other thing is, I, you know, I was thinking about it and out of, out of everybody that I know, even myself, even even myself, is like, how many people do you talk to in a day where you are completely comfortable knowing that this person, what they're telling me, it's what they believe. There's there's no subterfuge here. There's no um, this person doesn't have any kind of of an agenda, or if they do have an agenda, they're telling me what their agenda is. Right. You know. I mean, and I think that everybody really was at ease with him. I mean, he was a, he was a leader, but he didn't have to convince anybody of that. He was somebody that you could strike up a a rapport with pretty quickly and everybody kind of trusted him just because of who he was and because of his his affect. A very warm, sweet demeanor, even over, you know, over the wires. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's interesting because, um, you know, one of the things that I think a question that we posed earlier before, and we really haven't answered is, where do we go here? Because we know, okay, here's a big part of the guild. You know, we're talking, this is somebody who was the the glue. He he really held a lot of disparate views and, and opinions and character types and character classes all together. Mm-hmm. And... Okay, now that's gone. Is it? What does that mean for the community? What does that mean for the guild? And I think that even even losing that, you know, it's like if we go way back to to you know the first the first uh, year of our of our founding here, right, uh, with Bruce, with Milloway, um, you know, we lost him way too early. Um, we would have loved to have spent more time with him, but he's always been a presence in the guild. And like, everybody knows, like every time we make a decision, we're like, is this the way Bruce would have wanted us to be? Is this what he would have wanted to see us do? Mm -hmm. So he was always the the why. And I think that Ralph is going to be that for our community, but not the why he's going to be the, how do we um, want to do it? Yeah. The how. How, how do we approach this? How do we approach this in a way that keeps everybody together, keeps every, makes everybody feel like they're part of what's going on. And I think that's going to be going forward. What Ralph is to AIE. Yeah. What I would do Ralph too. do? And, and <laughs> what will Ralph do? Well, the, well the, he'd strip to his skivvies and he'd start riding that <laughs> spectral tire, but. Oh God. <laughs> But uh, see, but here's where I have the benefit of like, I look at some of the other individuals who make up our much far flung and large organization. And I see snippets of those same qualities and other officers. Um, I right. Would, we may not, I may not all be like, one person. Yeah. And it may not be just one person, but there's various other individuals there. I won't put them on the spot by mentioning their, uh, their name because you know who you are. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm hopeful that this is not as, you know, even though Roger's not gone from our lives, that a lot of the traits and kind of a lot of the, uh, the introspection that we had with Roger, we still have. And I don't get the feeling that that's going to be necessarily something that we're going to lose. And that part of comes in the fact that. Roger shared an awful lot of his worldviews and, you know, seeded, you know, pl- sowed those seeds of introspection uh, within the ranks of many of the officers. So he's taught us a new way of thinking and that's catching. You know, it, it's, you, you can't understate how important that's going to be 
moving forward. Because let's face it, we're we are we we can no longer see ourselves as in like the nascent like up and coming like new guild that we used to get painted on years and years ago. Uh, we're well within our you know middle aged them as it comes to communities, and the the community expectations are set. Uh, you know what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get yourself into, and you see this uh, this discussion playing on other communities online where the social uh, the the, um, the expected social norms weren't set up to begin with, and the horrible having trying to rein that in now, and that's just something that we don't have to worry about here, and that's thank I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I know. Since since almost the moment I found out that Ralph had passed away. I have been asking a question and trying to answer it for myself. And that is, what do I do now? And the answer I keep coming around to is, well, I have to do a lot more like that. Just the only way to satisfy even a portion of what we've lost to, you know, to mm -hmm. fill a bit of the Ralph sized hole in this community the only way I can see is to work a lot harder, you know, and, and in just the last few days, I've been, I've been telling myself, you know, maybe you should set reminders, like go check the, <laughs> go check these forums every, every two hours, like Ralph would have. And uh, you know, this kind of thing, like just whatever it takes. Uh, if you, you know, set up a mind map, we're going to know that Ralph really got to you. Well, <laughs> I, I mean, not a bad idea to, to get to the end of the, of the point, you know, which I put in that eulogy on our, on our blog. Um, that, that thing where you say to yourself, now that this is gone, now that we have something missing and I am determined to do something that makes things better forever. Uh, that is how you're going to make Ralph live forever. Yeah. And with that, with your, what you said, I can totally hear Ralph in the back of my head telling me, and I said it earlier today and you agreed is that many hands make light work. Yeah. And, and it's just interesting in our, in our officers, interesting in our members of the community, uh, you know, help out, you know, mm -hmm. Be be that that player you want that you want to be that you need to be, um, you know. Just do better and do good, and it'd be amazed what yeah what that'll you know how how much you can do with that. Yeah, the the void that we're talking about uh, is the is the size of a thing that will either uh, bring about ruin. Or bring about inspiration. There's, mm -hmm. uh, there's really not a lot of middle ground when you've lost something so important and, and valuable. So I, you know, I hope he's, I hope Ralph can hear that because I, I, that's the, that's the ultimate thing I would like to say to him one last time is, mm -hmm. you were really freaking important. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, uh, it's interesting um, in, in the in the Discord chat here, uh, uh, Pebble Leader, um, if if I'm saying that right, um, he said, you know, I've known Roger Ralph for over 20 years. He's one of the, one of the people I'm going to continue to pick up the phone to ask a question uh, <laughs> before I remember he's gone. I've I've almost done that twice this week. <laughs> Like literally, like I, you know, I, I signed into like WhatsApp or something like that, and I was gonna get him on it. I'm like, oh no, I can't do that. Crap. So so can I be honest? Yeah. I I accidentally called Roger twice this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. sure. and, and it it didn't dawn on me until I heard the voicemail, and I'm like going, uh, "Excuse me, as I hang up the phone now, go over there for a moment, have a and have a breakdown, and come back." And it's like, oh god, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, Mo, uh, Moses called me. Um, he called me. Uh, was it Monday? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, you know, he he told me what it was, and. I, I thought the connection was bad. I'm just like, what? And yeah. I mean, for a couple of days, it really it didn't it didn't even sink in. Like, I, I did I I didn't know how to how to even process it. Um, and and I got to tell you, Rand, uh, Randy, I, I'm the same way. I uh, you know, 
since that, all this stuff that I've, yeah, I'll get around to it. You know, I'm kind of busy right now, stuff like that. Hey, I picked up um, the, the new version of Umami. I've started working on that. It's like, no, I, I got stuff to do. Um, this this whole thing is more important. Let's let's get some of the stuff that we've been talking about. Let's get it done. And, and uh, you know, even though the circumstances are bad, we still have Ralph to thank for that that desire for that for that initiative. Yes, we do. All I have to add to that is that we have a whole lot mm. of work to do, and it's got to get done, and it'll get done. It will. And mm -hmm. It's going to take a lot more cooperation mm -hmm. and people doing small parts instead of one person taking all these, you know, these huge tasks on his shoulders. Yeah, and and just not necessarily taking for granting or relying to the fact that Ralph was there. It just means that I will have to, you know, I, you know, I speak for myself uh, exclusively here, is that I'll just have to make sure that I put up, you know, I, I'll go out and reach out and engage people because I can't necessarily rely on Ralph to communicate forward what needs to be communicated. I'll have to make sure that I, I get that done myself. I've often, yeah, I've often pondered whether or not describing something as being taken for granted is always a negative. And I don't think it is. I think there are times when uh, someone like Ralph has made the operation or the bonds between people uh, something that's so dependable that you can take it for granted and it's a, a perfectly positive thing um, yeah. that you know you you should we should all be so lucky as to have people like Ralph in our lives and and take certain things for granted because uh, you can count on them yeah, and, and hopefully we recognize when we hit something where it's like, oh, hey, this is something that Ralph always pushed us towards, shepherded us into doing to to make sure that we were cooperating and understanding each other. Hopefully we can we can recognize that. And I think we can. I mean, I think the the nice the nice thing about Ralph's legacy is that he was no stranger to to of a long view of things mm -hmm. um you know when we talked about about the guild or the community and and what actually when i say the guild i mean i mean the whole community it's just you know right. the, the the nomenclature um the uh everything was how do we you know where are we going to be five ten fifteen years down the road you know because there's too much uh, momentum here and too much community here to to not think about that Definitely. So we don't we don't have to guess we don't have to guess where you know where he saw it going and we can use that as a template for what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Very much so. All right, are there any anecdotes or anything else we want to share? Where we start wrapping up, or what else? What else do you guys want to tell us? Well, one thing I, I think I, I posted it on in in Discord and and on the Facebook page, but it was just um, something that really kind of. Something that I'm going to miss about Ralph is the sense of humor. He had a, he had a wicked sense of humor. He he would he if there was any any subtle innuendo in it, he would he would exploit that. <laughs> right. You know, it was like picking at a sweater. He he would pull that sweater apart. Um, but like he had this this sense of humor that was so beautiful. And, and my favorite was um, the the, uh, the the guy in uh, uh, was it Dalaran who was yelling at the fruit vendor. Crow, oh, crow, crow thread yeah. strong. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and it was like it was something that he'd posted. It was in the officers' forums. It was some minor guilty drama, and he was just posting. But he had like the, some of the personal chat in there, and like it was him and and second aid in in Dalaran, and you know, crow thread strong yelled. Second aid followed up. Yeah, fruit vendor, I saw you. You can't hide it. And then you know, Ralph yelled out too and threw down a breakfast at Tiffany's quote. And then whispers to second aid, I'm not very good at this yet. <laughs> but I, I remember just spending hours with Ralph yelling at the fruit vendor at the fruit, uh, fruit dealer, fruit dealer. No, what was his yeah, name? Something like fruit, that. No, fruit, fruit dealer. 
uh, anyway, I, we just, oh, we would yell, all caps, just yelling and yelling and yelling. And, and we would quote every line from uh, Anchorman at that NPC and, <laughs> and so on. And Ralph, just, Ralph just had all the time in the world to, to have fun with you. That's, that's what he was about. Yeah. The, the only other thing that I've got to add, and this is this just kind of touches a little bit on the, on just how, how difficult whenever this ha- happens to try to kind of get an idea of ascertaining what's going on, is that uh, I I make it a point of knowing the name and phone number of every guild, guildy that lives in like Southern California, and in case something were to happen to me, and this just kind of highlights the need to hey we're a community. Um, you might have guildies who live across town. I actually have uh, a, a guildmate who lives across town. And once a month, we go and grab beers together. So when something like this does happen, it's good to have someone who can, knows the right people to talk to. Who do we need to go hold of? Getting a hold of clergy, family members, whoever. And you know this is is a community, and with it comes with the the privilege of getting to know these individuals. So when there's times of trouble or need, you have someone you can talk to, and you know let other people know what's going on. Yeah, agreed. I want to leave it right there. Uh, yep, that's good. Let, <laughs> let Ralph inspire you to do great things and to get closer to the people that love you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us. That is our show for tonight. While the chat room begins suggesting show titles, because that's what Ralph would want us to do, we want to thank Lank, Maui, and Stig for joining us. And also, we have a GoFundMe update. Right now, it just hit $1,100 as of a few minutes ago. So um, we're definitely showing that a lot of people were touched by Ralph and want to show their, uh, you know, show appreciation for him. So thank you for that. All right. And if you have questions or comments about our show, you can email us at podcast at AIE-Guild.org. You can follow us on Twitter. The show is at the AIE pod, or sorry, at AIE podcast. Mew is at the Mew Cow with a K. I am at Cyberwaif, and Tet is at at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website, uh, aie-guild.org slash podcast live stream. And our Discord server for chat, which is uh, bit.ly slash AIE podcast discord. Our theme was controlled by the amazing and follow him at keys with soul or visit his websites, keyswithsoul.com. And now it's time to play all the great AIE member segments we received this week, including overly dramatic news and whatever else shows up. Thanks guys. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Yep. See y'all later. All right. All right. In two weeks, we'll be talking to Hoots and Bach in Eve. So until then, AIE, this is Tetsemi. This is Makala. This is Mika. And this has been the AIE Podcast. While the Legion threatens Azeroth, legions of heroes flock to Northwest Suramar. It's the Overly Dramatic News, I'm Hunts the Wind. One of the most unpredictable things about the world of Warcraft is what players will find most appealing in each new area that is discovered. In Pandaria, many unexpectedly took to the quiet life of farming at Half Hill. On Draenor, garrisons were at first a welcome haven from adventuring, but soon grew into more of a prison than a refuge. But in the Broken Isles, the most sought-after piece of real estate is a small patch of land just across the river from Iron Grove Retreat. What has drawn thousands of adventurers off the front lines into this small meadow? Kittens. It appears the small creatures have some sort of aura emanating from them, which somehow causes people to worry less about the legion, political turmoil between alliance and horde, whether a gnomish machine is going to automate them out of a job, etc., 
Things have gotten so crowded at the site that people have set up a network of scrying crystals to transmit images of the playful furballs to mirrors and water pools all across Azeroth. With the way the world is going to Helheim in a backpack, it would seem that many consider these kitten casts a perfect way to keep themselves from getting depressed. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. <laughs> 